I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. My name is George. I'm with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. No, it's good evening. Good evening, George. And here with John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. Excellent. Uh, we've got two games to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Starting with Leicester in the Carlin Which Cup. Which one is more enthralling than the other one? Well, I, I think the second one more was more of an entertaining game, and the fact that we were there it was more entertaining. Yeah. But the first game was a bit of a disappointment, I thought. Well, we've got to remember going into it, Leicester City were unbeaten. Um, they only lost at the weekend for the first time in the league and the cup. They're organised side. They've got some good players. And, you know, it was a tough... It was a tough ask to go up there to King Power. I know we put in a strong squad, but it was a tough ask from... Well, the, well it was, though. They made ten changes, Sean. I, I realise that. that. That shows the depth and the breadth of their squad. <laughs> what do do oh, well, breadth, The breadth of their squad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say... I would say that it wasn't a very good result. It wasn't a very good performance. It was disappointing... I would say the miti- they deserved it, though. I would say the mitigating circumstances of it were we were pretty knackered. We'd worked out whatever's off. At City. At City. Yeah. And I thought we had a bit of a hangover from that, to be fair. You know the other problem? What's the other problem, Sean? We had possession. We had the majority of possession. And every game we've won this season, we've had the minority of possession. We like to break away on the counter. But they had 22 shots with 11 on target. We only they had 12. Yeah, they did deserve it. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, what I was thinking, you know, when, it, when we got the equaliser and it was coming up to penalties... We were penalties, awful to begin with. Absolutely yeah. dreadful. Yeah, we didn't turn up to begin with. It took us a while. But when it came up and I Is thought... Is your phone? Mm. That it's that not phone? my phone, no. Is it you? We are li- look, we're periscoping live. We are uh, periscoping live, guys. How, how many viewers have we got on Periscope, uh, Bella? 
Good morning Good from morning. New Zealand. Good morning, New Zealand. Yeah, tell us any, any um, messages that come up, uh, Bella. Uh, sorry, where are they? Um, where was he? Where was, was he? <laughs> you know, there was a chance, I thought, in extra time where we could have held out for penalties. Uh, you know, and we could have won on penalties and I think it would have been slightly unfair and they would have felt aggrieved because they were the worthy winners and they deserved it. It's a Mickey Mouse cup anyway, isn't it? Exactly, that's what I tweeted the minute <laughs> we went out. We but before do. the match, I said, come on, let's win it. So. Yeah. Shame, but Shame. Um, oh it well. was Leicester City. Not the end of the world. We would have gone out later. Anyway. I listened to the first half and uh, uh, Creswell was getting ruined by the commentator on BBC Radio London. Yeah, he had a pretty he was poor game. Annihilated for his He's had a slow so. start to the year, hasn't he? he has. Really? Yeah. Yeah. After his impressive Did, um, first year last I year. I thought you watched on the stream. I watched the second half. On the stream. Yes. Yeah. Quite a good stream. Yeah, it was not bad, was it? Uh, Just a bad game. <laughs> yeah. And then we went Nothing on to see. We're going to concentrate on the FA Cup next, yeah? Or the league first, maybe. Or the league, yeah. That's all we thought, anyway, when we yeah. uh, faced Norwich at home on Saturday. Well-organised team, though. Who? Who, Norwich? Yeah. Have you so seen, the, have you seen the length and breadth of their team? Did you see how <laughs> they saved that pigeon? I saw the I pigeon. Kenneth, I love that. Uh, did you see I the pigeon see the on pigeon. the day? I saw yeah. the pigeon on the day, but what I didn't... What was he doing? It was the, flying the around. The pigeon got kicked. <laughs> the pigeon <laughs> got kicked by someone. Well, I, I saw a video of Chris Kamara saying that the game's been abandoned because of the pigeon. Yeah, was, was joking. Was he joking? Yeah. No, the, I saw the pigeon fly around the ground, but I didn't see him get kicked or, or saved. No, I didn't, I didn't even see a pigeon. The Guardian headline was, Canary saves pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Very, Very funny. Uh, but we ended up drawing that and match. Kiyati scored on the rebound. Yeah. We did. And respect the point, as a previous manager who won't be named, would say. Well, Again, look, it was... Look it, like, would say. It's, you know, it's the highs and lows. It's disappointing to not win, but we'll take the point, given the way it went on the day. Stats were very similar, weren't they? They were. We had 43% possession to their 57 we had 19 shots with seven on target, and they had 16 shots with seven on target. It's so quite an even match, really. Um, but, but they but dominated possession well they, in the they first They did, half. and as soon as they went 2-1 up, I mean, the first goal was our mistake. No denying that. Well, that Mark Nobles. Let's, let's, let's say it. Yeah, it is. No, he Mark Noble. T, we're, t, we're a ting, Sean. All right, we're but Mark Noble made a mistake. Let's he, not, did, he did. Let's not dress it up to he anything did. more than he that. He did, yeah. All right. All yeah, right. It was a sloppy side pass. If you're listening, Mark, don't worry about it. Yeah. He's a gaffer. He can take it. You know, he's Captain a big boy. Skipper. Skipper. Not the gaffer. No, he's a skipper. There's only one scar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that? Yeah. Uh, and then we got back into it. It was a good goal. Pie, great ball across. Sacco, good finish. Great. Yeah, I it was just put him back in my fancy league. I'm glad of that. I put them both in my team. Oh, did you? Indeed. Well done. Um, Which and is why you're above me. <laughs> Am I? By two points. But don't let go ahead. Get him. Yeah. Uh, and... What, what, Bella? Uh, I can't speak French. Uh, bonjour. bonjour. Comment allez-vous? Je m'appelle George. Um, <laughs> merci. Merci. No. Merci. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Almost. Almost. Uh, <laughs> and then when they scored, they went 2-1 up, which was a, it was a great goal from Redmond. Yeah, again, yeah. who I rate very yeah, highly. Well, we were linked with Nathan Redman. Well, we, we should sign him. I was surprised he didn't start. He's a quality player. But he's another one that, you know, when he's warming up, everyone started singing, you're not playing because you're shit. I love that song down our end. Mm. 
And someone implies are clearly not. Whatever, we were singing that to Gary O'Neill. Yeah, that was we, fine. That was to be fair, he gave up. us a yeah. thumbs up. Uh, and then we, uh, I was disappointed with the result and I didn't really celebrate the equaliser, but we'd done well to bounce back, I think. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did an article. Team, teams of old probably wouldn't have. I did have an article saying the unsung hero is Chiarty because... An article for... For Claret and Hugh. Oh, okay. And what I said was... You know, Payet and Sacco quite rightly get all the plaudits and all the media attention. But at the end of it, this is a defensive midfielder, right? That's his third goal this season, and he's got two assists. Payet has got three goals, three assists. And he's a creative, he's a, you know, creative, um, what do you call it? Playmaker. 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 So as a defensive midfielder, although some people say he's box to box. He is a bit, he's more of a box to box than defensive, I think. But that's There's not still a holding, that's for sure. That's good, you know. For, for I, I do, I rate him, and I always have done. I think early contender for Hammer of the Year. Uh, I mean, the seven games that's in. That's seven the games <laughs> in. <laughs> that's the frustrating thing, the quality we've got now. It's yeah. And, you know, it's frustrating. And let's remember, before the game, we could have gone top, all right? Yeah, we would have uh, had to... Um, Man United had to lose, had to lose yeah, or yeah. draw against Sunderland, and we had to have probably... Well, we two had to goals. win. Look, we if, had we, to win. if we kept winning all the time, we'd be champions and we wouldn't be West Ham. But we are third. Let's remember. We're, we're still we're third, third in the, the league. Premier League. But it feels like two points dropped, not a point gained at the it end. It does. Yeah, but me. it is a point gained because we were... No, not, it's not. We, were, we weren't getting any points. I'll tell you what, one thing I do want to point out is there's a woman wearing a Norwich top in the uh, Betway but upper. Really? There was, yeah. Second row from the front. No one around her said anything. Really? Stewards didn't. Whole game she was there. Uh, Disappointed me. Is that your phone, John? <laughs> yeah, uh, what? It was what? Um, what? I don't know. What was I going to say? I don't know what you going to say. <laughs> that, that ding just um, It was John's, John's phone putting everyone yeah. off. If only, it's a good job this isn't live. Oh, it's live. So I'm, but, a, profes- but I'm a professional. What I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask two questions. Number Go one. On Why didn't you come? Well, I didn't go, and oh, Bella okay. came, who's filming today on, on Periscope. Um, the first is, can Bilic still win play, uh, Manager of the Month? He play, remember, player of the Month? I don't know about that. Manager of the Month. I'm going to move on to Player of the Month. He got an award on Saturday. for. He accepted the award from Gillette Soccer Saturday for Performance of the Week. That's the yeah. second one they've had this season. Remember, Player Manager of the Month is on League Performances. And he's had, there's only three games. He's won two of them um, against Newcastle and Man City. And he's drawn Did one. Did we not play Liverpool this month? Liverpool was the end of August, so it doesn't was count. It? Yeah. 29th really? of August. Oh, time flies. And, it? you know, he drew out a point. I think, if you look at it, Leicester lost as well. Who else is worthy of winning manager yeah, of the month? Yeah, he probably is going to win Louis it, van Gaal army. Louis van Gaal's army. Although I will say, every time, if you remember, Sam Allardyce won it in February 2014, on October 2014, both times we then didn't win for three games. We lost games or, or drew them. So it's a sort of kiss of death. I'm not really asked. Me gets it or not. Player of the month, though, I think... Payet will be in for a Dimitri. big shout. Dimitri yeah. Payet He's been impressive, will be in isn't for he? a big shout. He's three, been impressive. Three goals. And Someone three said it on the group earlier, the facebook.com forward slash more than just podcast. Podcast. Mm. Podcast. Uh, they, <laughs> said, <laughs> they said, <laughs> they said, um, 
But it's actually nice to have a player like him when he gets the ball in the final third. You feel like something's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a player like that, I yeah. think. And, and the good thing about it is, if there is a good thing, I was told by a, a well-known agent this in the week, is because he's 28, the other teams won't come for him. So we will, because we will have Because he'll need a five-year contract. Yeah. And it'll be so, old. So it actually works in our favour. We get, we get three, probably four years out of him. That's not necessarily true, surely. Well, I'm just saying yeah, you but anywhere, he goes, anywhere he goes, they're gonna, he's going to command a five-year contract, isn't he? Yeah, and it, it, but he'll also command a larger fee and larger wages, so he could well, well go. I don't think I don't so. I think, go, I think he'll be here for, for three years, and then this, this agent then said, then we'll probably flog him off towards the end to another club who's down the bottom at That's you know, nice, isn't it? five mil or something. That's nice. They're talking about flogging him off. Flogging already. off, yeah. Oh, three years seven time. games. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so you're probably not going to hear much from us now. We've got uh, Gaffer has to say yeah. and then a couple of interviews, but we'll introduce them in between. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Sean, do you want to do what you're uh, you yeah, can yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's hear what the Gaffer has to say. Well, how would you describe your performance today? Well, it was, first of all, it was a good game of football. Uh, typically, Premiership, very open, like uh, four goals and all that, chances on both sides. And uh, I would like to congratulate both teams, both play, uh, all the players. They they done, they done, uh, they they played a good game. I think it's a fair result, to be fair. Uh, it was like us and them, we started better. Then they score a goal, big mistake from us, but that happens. And then for half an hour or for 20 minutes, they were much better than us. Uh, and then last 15 minutes of the, of the first half, we, we were all over them, to be fair. And then we started good second half, we were closer to win it, to score a second one. And then suddenly they started to play with confidence and all them. So they had a spell, they had a couple of chances, scored the goal, and then again us. So we could have won the game. In the beginning of the second half, if we had scored the second goal, maybe it would then two, two or three two to, to them. But we would have a good chance to beat them, and then uh, they they could have won it. And I think the draw is a fair result. When you're in that position and you you're trailing with moments to go, do you have to sort of abandon your principles of build up and just go for something a little more direct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I said it's eight minutes uh, when Mauro came on, and uh, it's enough time. You don't have to. You, you don't have to die in building up. No, no, but you, you don't have to kick it straight away still, especially when the opponent is, is way back and they're expecting you to just kick it up. There's still enough, enough time uh, to, to keep the shape, to get in the positions, to cross the ball, not just to hit it up. Like, uh, that's what we ask from the players and from one of those situations. I don't know, we get a foul and then a second foul, then first attack, then because we were good on the second ball, second attack or whatever, and, and then, then we scored a goal. People will say you're so good away and you've not managed to do it at home. Is there a reason? Is there an explanation? No, well, there is, this is Premier League, to be fair. This is a Premier League and every game home or, home or away is very tough. So far, three teams that, that, that let's say, we lost the points. If we are talking that we lost two points today, okay, those are Leicester, Bournemouth and Norwich. They are all have one thing that 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 is that is uh, all three teams have, and that is like uh, they are 
very energetic teams. They are playing very disciplined. They are they are picking the players and they are buying the players based on that. They still don't get me wrong. They have great players in the team with with the ball. Number 14, Hulahan, the striker. They are all good enough. They are, they are great players, but their main effort is that that basic things. The uh, those things, the energy, reaction, togetherness, and all that. And only if you match them, only if you match them, then you have a chance. And then you are, to be fair, then you have more chance than they have. The question is, can you do it in 90 minutes? Uh, but we show that if you drop a little bit with awareness, with reaction, that split second, not from all players, from one, two or three, you, you are struggling. They use it straight away. And that is uh, my... Not explanation, but the analysis of, of, of that, what is happening. But it's not happening only to us. It's happening to many teams. Just one final thought. When you look at where you are and the points you've got, how would you assess your start to the season so far? Well, if you, if you take a look at the table, it looks great for us. And I'm happy with the performances and I'm happy with, with, with the points we have. And to be fair, it, was, it is a great start for, for West Ham. But it's only a start and we have to continue. Not like this, we have to continue uh, to work harder and to be concentrated more and to improve because we will have to improve if we want to continue like this. Yes, we must improve if we want to continue. He's right. Yes. Uh, at home. I think we're fine away at the moment. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to think that we will. I hope so too. It's, we, we, you so know, you need a sense of... Uh, quality will shine through. A sense of, like, normal service resuming at home, please. It'd be nice to have some confidence in winning a game. Uh, Sean, yeah. you had a chat with a friend of the podcast, Nigel Khan, earlier today. Well, well, I haven't just got one interview, not two interviews, but three interviews. We've got three, three interviews. yeah. I did just say that, I think. None of them have <laughs> a West former West Ham player, but I'll explain that later. But I'm going I'm to well, introduce... Explain it now. Maybe explain it now, because... Right. Uh, people Are we going to do a triple header? People yeah, might back just, to back? Well, not necessarily, but people might just turn off now. They've heard All right, that. okay. So, um, unfortunately, and I'll explain this later when I talk to Hugh, we, we had a scheduling error where we'd lined up two former Hammers, uh, one uh, um, to talk to Billy Bonds today, and uh, we were talking to John Moncur. Um, but due to scheduling error... <laughs> Uh, it just didn't work out. We weren't available at the same time to do the pre-recorded interview. We like to keep it fresh, so we like to record right at the last minute on the same day as the podcast. Uh, but big fail. Big <laughs> epic. Epic fail. Hashtag. Sorry, hashtag, guys. Hashtag epic fail. But I did bring a substitute in. I, I bought um, the namesake of the Claren Hugh interview. I bought Huey Southern in to talk about um, um, Slavin's uh, start to the season. And... Uh, and bored him with finance tales and uh, got him to uh, talk about um, the coming match. He also predicts, I'm not going to say, how we'd finish the season in a really strong finish. And uh, But first up is Nigel Khan, friend of the podcast, who you spoke to about his reservation yeah, at, uh, he, at he, he centre visit. He grouped with a, a, gr a band two person at the Stratford Reservation Centre right at the end of the band two area. Um, um, what's the word? Um, period um, and also he also went to the Rugby World Cup and wrote a blog for Clarence Hugh 
on how great an experience it was. And everybody mm -hmm. thought, right, I sent it to you guys, everybody thought that, that I'd set him up, but I hadn't. I think he really enjoyed it. But don't let me talk I about do, it. I do this is what he had to say. I do think you're over-egging the stuff he had, the positives he had to say. I think he, he sounds to me, I've listened to it, he sounds to me a man who's resigned to his fate. All right, well, let's hear in his own words. And we welcome back to more than just a podcast. It's a friend of the podcast and friend of all podcasts. It's Nigel Kahn. Hey, doing Sean? <laughs> I'm fine, Nigel. Um, two questions for you today. We've got a, a, a fun-packed podcast, so I'm not going to be too long with you, but two questions. The first question is, uh, and this is relevant to someone we're going to talk to in a minute, Neil, who had a, another experience, is you went for an appointment for the Olympic Stadium to the um, reservation centre, and I just wanted a bit of feedback on that, because I, I don't think you had a, such a good time, did you? Um, no, no, it wasn't the best of times, as uh, seems to befit everywhere I think to go with West Ham. Um, I, I went along uh, as a guest of someone who failed to turn up, uh, they couldn't get there, so then they said they couldn't see me. But then a, a kind gentleman that was sitting there on his own agreed to take me and a friend in, um, which we went in. I was after 1966 seats. Uh, this was the last of the band two, so there was no 1966 seats, so I wasn't buying, uh, which caused a problem because it meant my friend couldn't buy. So then I thought, well, all right, I'll pay a deposit for AC and then change it for band four. Couldn't do that. I'd lose my deposit. Um, in the meantime, the gentleman that took us in had been offered a seat. He actually been offered a seat and accepted it, uh, but they were just sorting out what we were going to do. Uh, they offered another friend an aisle seat as well. Uh, the person before been offered an aisle seat, and then right at the end they withdrew the aisle seats. Didn't know they have to be kept for people with aisle seats. So all that was left available was uh, band two at the back, the back, the very back rows, and you know the views was weren't good on the computer image so what i mean you walked away to cut a long story short you walked away without a season ticket but you'll be going back to to when the band fours go yes what, what where did the club let supporters down in in your opinion in in that appointment well the, the, the problem you've got is when you go in they'll reserve you a seat that's, that's supposed to be um equivalent to where you sit now so um, I currently sit band four. I was trying to upgrade. Um, he did show me a band four, and I thought, you know, there's no way I want to sit there upstairs behind the goal. Yeah, we long, published you know, that picture yeah, on Clarence, didn't picture. we, and, and on your own blog? Um, so, but then um, I was looking at the seats I had available, which were back row band one and two. There was nothing else left. Everything else was gone. Central, gone. It was just... Purely, obviously, they weren't selling the band freeze. So those that were going in at the end, the only option they had was to take the back rows. Now, obviously, how it's worked out is that the band ones that sat in the west band in the middle of the uh, far the tunnel, they've all been kicked out for the corporate. So they've come over to the east. Uh, the, the 1966, I suppose, is a cheap upgrade for band runners. But you've had all the band runners in the west want to take the band runners. Band two at the bowling upgrading the band one at the Olympic Stadium is not a big jump either so they've took a lot of the band one seats and the band twos have all been taken as well you've got this problem where each season ticket holder can take two non-season ticket holders and buy 
and the salesman did admit that that they are if if people got friends that they don't know that they may want to go they'll they'll get them to take a child seat and just pay the twenty five pound deposit you know you're more likely to lose twenty five quid than you would an adult where you've got to pay two hundred yeah. quid deposit yeah uh, and, and so, so not, not a good experience no. it sounds like it was if a you go in and the way it works out is is that it, when they call the bands in, those with central seats in that band get seen first. If you sit to the edge of a band, you're coming in last. Because you can't then move down to the next band, so the band two people were being offered far worse seats than the band three people being called in this week. And I think yeah. this is the problem. And then well, all People the can all read all about it on your blog, which is... Uh, WHU365. Just Google that. Okay, we'll... I think we put a link on, on the yeah. Facebook group as well. Last thing before we move on to your trip to Olympic Stadium, what did one West Ham employee call you before you left the reservation centre, Nigel? Uh, well, obviously he's obviously read stuff that I've wrote or heard about me in the past. Uh, the sales can come out. It, without knowing what I looked like, it's quite funny, without knowing what I looked like and who the person was, started moaning that they had me in the room. When the other salesman then replied, "Oh, he's just a mentalist." Uh, a mentalist. A mentalist. Is, is, is that a comp? Did, did you take that as a compliment? Uh, well, I just generally when people call me names, I laugh it off. Uh, did I you get an apology mentalist. from the club? I did. Yeah, I, com- I complained by email to the the person that, that ran the the sales centre, and he sent me a great email back. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's a. The thing that I always was, was they shouldn't talk about people when they don't know what they look like. You know, the thing is, it's been a bad day. I've been there two and a half hours. The, the man that kindly took me in, he weren't happy. He was demanding a refund on this season season ticket without buying the last season. So it was all going off everywhere. And they could tell we weren't happy when I did that enough and wanted to go to be fair. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to talk to someone else about their experience on Band 3. But let's yeah. quickly move on. We've got four minutes left to talk about the Olympic Stadium. You've been a founder member of Hughes U against Olympic Stadium, but you, you've been quite up front and honest and said you need to go. You took an opportunity to go to the Rugby World Club last Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I ran a blog. I didn't, it wasn't a setup. I used your own words. And I know you have, I used some clickbait saying you've done a U-turn, and I will admit live on there you didn't do a U-turn, but you've changed no. some of your views. Can you, in a very concinct and, and summarised way, tell us about your experience at the Olympic it, Stadium last week? You Wednesday? know, one of the things people have thrown at me is that, oh, you've not been there, you've not seen the view. Now, when I've campaigned against the move, the, the view has been one aspect that I've been against. Uh, I'm against the whole package as well, you know, uh, not just the view, the way the way it's been handled, and the fact that it could have been done differently. Now I've been in to see the view. I sat in a seat that was up, not far from where I sit. It was on a corner flag, but it was three quarters of the way back in the east end, row fifty-seven. Um, so you're sitting at an angle. Now I walked in and I thought, actually, I sat in the seat. I wouldn't want to sit there every game. But it's not a bad view. You can see the pitch. Obviously, the players are a lot smaller. People say it's a bigger stadium anyway. You are sitting further away. And I'm going to have to sit further away because my seat, I sit at the front row of the Trevor Booking stand up. You know, there is no seat in the upper tier of the North Stand at the Olympic Stadium that will be that close. 
So I've just got to try and make the, the, the best out of a bad lot in a way. But I mean, the view now that I've seen it, you know, it, it, it doesn't fill me with dread. And how about the atmosphere and the facilities and the, the route from the stadium? Did, did they all meet your expectations or were they better than expectations? Well, no, you could say as someone that's anti, I suppose they did meet my expectations. I thought it'd be bad. The, the walk took half hour, mainly because they pushed you through Westfield. And, and it was it was very narrow, especially where people were eating by Jamie Oliver's restaurant, that you actually would came to a standstill. So it took literally half an hour from stepping off the train to get into the stadium. Getting in weren't too bad, went straight to the seat, had a quick look at the drinks. You know, £4.50 for a small bottle of beer, you know, I ain't going to be doing that. And I ain't going to be paying £2, whatever it is, for a cup of tea either. Um, so I'll, I'll be getting my refreshments before and after going into the stadium. Um, you did yeah. say from from the East Ends it looked good with the 20,000 people and I think you also said that the the noise was held well within the roof, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, the, 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 the roof did hold the noise in. You know, it, it's, the thing with the rugby is there was a lot of English people there, French, Romanian, so it wasn't a partisan crowd. I can imagine if you've got 50,000 West Ham fans, a few lot making the noise, teams playing well, the noise will hold in. One thing I will add that I will I see the other day and I thought, yeah, they're right. The one thing that did worry me all through the start is the arcing of the seats. Now, where I sit at the front row, I have trouble seeing the service corner at the north end where in front of you sit because it's a straight edge, people leaning forward. Where the arcing of the seats means, no, I think no matter where you are, you will see all four corner flags. So... You know, it swings and roundabouts. There's other things that, are, that that aren't great, but there's nothing we can do now, is there? You're still going to go, aren't you? Oh, you? yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You've look. seen the light, and and well, you've seen the floodlights. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, you've seen it's it's better than your expectations. I'm not asking you to now say the move is a good thing. Um, I think you yeah, said, I'd... and I'm going to use a quote from you. You said it's a sanitised version of football that you're not and it will take some getting used to which is the closest we can get to a compliment about the, the Olympics yeah stadium. when I say sanitised is, is uh, you know people under the age of 30 probably are not going to know about football in the old days and, and people like me are often accused of banging on about football in the old days all seater stadiums are a fact you know the bowling's not it is cosy it can rock when when the when the um the team is playing well and and we're we're getting something that we can get behind and the compactness and you're not going to get that there and it is not family friendly i don't know if that's the word people may you know object to me using it i'm you know i'm not a lover of family friendly it's just that I think football should be whatever it is in the old days it was a lot better and nowadays it's, I think you're going to have trouble with people standing up you have people wanting to stand up people wanting to sit down and there's going to be quiet I think, I think the first couple of years is going to be a settling period where after the first season people are going to be going can I move actually yeah well we will see that um, we've run out of time today but thank you for being our guest yet on more than just a podcast. Quick prediction for Sunderland away while you're on. Um, I'll go for uh, 2-1 West Ham. Okay, 
thanks to Nigel. And if you want to read his blog, you can read his blog on, uh, we'll put the address up on the Facebook group. And he also is a regular con contributor to Overland and Sea, which is sold outside the ground. And you can find him on Twitter at MyWHUFC. <laughs> That's right, isn't it, Nigel? That is right, yes. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Bye. It's on that up. There was Nigel. Yep. Cheery as ever. Cheery as ever. Yeah, as good looking as John or better? Oh, much better. Much looking better. Than John. Yeah. And then next up, we had someone else who uh, also had a, a a mixed experience, mostly negative at the reservation centre. Mm. Well, I you know I I spoke to him for the first time today, John. You 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 you, you do do the intro. intro John. This. Uh, well, this is a friend of mine, Neil, who went for his visit last Wednesday. Um, he just. He just started off telling me his story, and I just thought, well, in, maybe in the Vic, in the Vic, and it, I just thought maybe you know people should know that when you go there, you're not going to be welcomed into the bosom of the West Ham family. You're just going to be taken into a sales office and treated like any other punter. Um, don't ask for a drink of water because there's no way of getting a drink of water from anyone, and don't go there needing to use the toilet because they haven't got any facilities. So no, you just ruined the interview now. It's no yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, just I just here's Neil's story I anyway. Think People need to know this stuff. So here's Neil. And we welcome to more than just a podcast. He's um, a guest this week who's recently been to the Olympic Stadium as one of the first band three uh, guests and appointments at the Stratford Reservation Centre. He's actually a band four, but he was grouping with a band three bondholder. Uh, it's Neil. Neil, you want to introduce yourself and, and say how long you've been a supporter and a season ticket holder? Yeah, hi Sean. Um, I've basically been following West Ham and attending games for almost the last 40 years now. My first game was when I was 12. Um, and I've had a season ticket on and off throughout most of that period. Um, I had a bit when I was in the forces where I didn't get to go to many games, but um, I came back to the fold and I've got three kids, all season ticket holders there. And then they range from the age of 24 down to 16. So you, you decided to uh, take advantage of, of knowing a bondholder and, and jump slightly ahead to, um, to, to, to see what the band three tickets will be like. When, when did you go? You must have been one of the first band threes because I know the band three appointments only just started. Yeah, we went last Wednesday and they told us we were the first band. That was the first day of band three sales. Um, and we went there and we were concerned that as a band four season color, we wouldn't actually be able to get a seat similar to the view we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and the map that um, we put on the Facebook group last week, I understand, is, is quite accurate. Um, the, the seats on offer are pretty much like-for-like, uh, like what, what my estimate would be. Yes, we used that as for a quick group discussion before we went in for our appointment. Um, so we were after 12 tickets in total. And we based that map, and when we got there, it was virtually spot on in terms of what we were offered, in terms of the corners. So there was basically two blocks in each corner, what they were selling is band three at this moment in time. Okay, so so talk us through it. Um, I know that uh, ultimately, I don't want to spoil the punchline, you walked out without any tickets, but um, I hear from, from people that spoke to you, you had a pretty torrid timing, including not being someone asked for a glass of water and being refused, which just sounds bizarre. Yeah, basically, for the, the whole trip, we got there, our appointment's at three o'clock, and we got there just, just a couple of minutes before three. Uh, most of us in the group had taken day off work, and obviously spent time in making sure we were there for the appointment. And we spent the first five minutes just sat in the reception area with all the sales staff sat where they sit. Not one person came out to even say hello, 
how are you or anything like that. So eventually, some the, the sales rep that we were dealing with came out to see us, and we were taken into this uh, group room where they did the normal thing. I guess a bit of a presentation, which in a way for us was a bit insulting because it was trying to tell us how great West Ham were. It sat in this room was over 200 years of following the club. So we didn't think that was a particularly great start, but not the end of the world. And then they went on about why we were there. We were the first band threes. However, because we were with a bond holder and we were already banned for at the moment, there was going to be restrictions on our seats. So straight away, that kind of got us thinking, oh, hello, here and we go. Did they explain why there would be restrictions on your seats? Did, did they make you to feel that, you know, you could jump the queue or something? Yeah. What, what was there? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Thank you. That's exactly spot on, Sean. We were basically said, well, you're queue jumping, so, you know, you can't have the same seats because we've got all the Bond 3 seat holders. Uh, sorry, all the Band 3 seat holders to come, so... We, um, we currently, as I said, we currently sit in row CC in uh, West End in the, in the corner, Chaps Corner, as most people know it. And we're in oh, row so CC. That, that is, is that the West End or is that the um, Sir Trevor Brook in Upper? No, we're just, we're just literally on the corner. So we're in the corner that butts on to the uh, Trevor Brook in Lower. Okay, um, right. And, in the corner there. And we yeah. sit there and we're in row, you, row 26. So we went through, showed us where we wanted to sit, picked the same corners, which was great as per your map. So that was all going great. And then the next thing they say, okay, you can be in row nine or below, or row 60 and above. So straight away we kind of said, well, I thought we would come to choose our tickets, where we wanted to sit, and get a similar view. And I said, well, row nine, the seats are slightly higher. You know, and the view they've got was basically what the demonstrators is. We'd have been level with the crossbar. And where we are now, we're well above that. And we think we've got a really nice view. And our, our kind of impression of it was it was nothing like um, what we had, currently had. Not even close to it. So we obviously did normal to and throwing with, you know, we're not happy. They couldn't offer anything different. And we got through to the normal area where we said, I'll go and talk to a supervisor to see if there's anything we can do for you. So like all normal sales pitch thought, oh, that's all right. They come back and they give us something that's a little bit better than what, what we've got. And it's very similar to 
where we are now. Um, for this bit, I got to add at the same time, um, one of the colleagues who was with us wanted to go to the toilet, thinking, so can we use your toilet? And was directed to Nero's two shops down. So we thought that was very, very poor as well. Um, let alone so there. there's no there's no toilet for season ticket holders in, in, in the reservation centre. There's basically no facilities whatsoever. Um, one of our guys wanted water, they got no water, they they have they had nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So we spent we probably waited ten minutes while the sales guy we were talking to was out uh, doing their bit and we all kind of agreed while he was out that unless they come back with something better, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna go and you know of an opinion that we're banned for, we come back, if we're going to sit somewhere that we don't, that isn't where we're sitting now, then we're going to choose where that is, and we would rather pay less money and choose a different seat um, behind the goal or wherever it, it may be, but something that was, became our choice. Um, so what transpired next was quite interesting, was the guy came back and started saying, I can't move you any rows, and then he explained that actually they were keeping a, there was a block next to the band threes that were being offered now, that was being kept for band fours, which would give us a similar view to what we had now. While he was doing that, and something we didn't pick up to quite near the end, he'd actually spun the map, and we'd gone from sitting in the block, asking for blocks that were over near the quick exit out to Stratford, to being one of the blocks right, right next to the away fans, where we didn't want to mm. go. But the galling bit about that was, basically said, well, these are going to be band four seats, but we're going to charge you the band three price. And then tried to give us a whole spin about, yeah, but you're getting it cheaper, you've jumped the queue. And this is at the stage we kind of all went, we're just not going to bother. We just literally just got up and walked out. Um, and the guy we were dealing with just carried on talking. I don't think he realised we were actually going. <laughs> and all the sales reps in the office outside had obviously been hearing this big gap in the door, just all dropped what they were doing and their jaws hit the floor. And they just could not believe that they could see this group of six people just walking out and saying, I see, you know, you're just... It's everything everybody's been saying about the way it's going to be handled, about the way the fact... Been for the you know, been supporting the club all these years, and we, we season tickets like I said over 200 years between us. And it we just got the impression it mattered absolutely not. We could we might have yeah. just been Joe Boss come off the seat first time ever going to a game. Did, did they try and sell you 99 pound tickets um, for children, or didn't get that far? We didn't get that far, so I think like I said, I think they were really taken aback by the fact that we just got up and walked out. Yeah. It was almost I like mean, something that gonna, hadn't experienced Were you going to do any plus twos? I mean, a lot of people have, have talked about this whole plus two thing and, you know, it's unfair that season ticket, you know, they've accused you of queue jumping, but a lot of fans will say, well, look, you know, look at all the people that have taken plus twos along yeah. that have been bondholders, band one and band two, yeah. that have added maybe 8,000 extra season tickets. Yeah, I'll be honest, yeah, we were going to we were going to introduce a couple of people. The guy who's... Uh, John, who's a bondholder, his nephew goes to a lot of games but can't currently afford a season ticket, but he was going to get one for next season because of the units yeah. of the Olympic Stadium. So he was coming along with one of his friends. So it was kind of part of the group and in his family to introduce. So we took advantage of it, even though we didn't necessarily agree with it. Um, so I'll, you know, we'll hold our hands up on that one. Um, but what was interesting there, if we'd have done our season tickets, the chances of those ones that we'd introduced sitting with us was very remote. Because basically what we reformed was, because we kind of moaned about the plus two, even though we were doing it in terms of choosing seats, we were kind of told, yeah, a lot of the people that bought plus twos are actually not sitting with their plus twos. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I believe that they sort of reserve you a particular seat before you go along and they know where you're going to sit. And we, we've been talking to Nigel Kahn uh, previously on the podcast exactly, you know, and he, he wanted a 1966 seat and they showed him... Um, what his equivalent would be on, on band four, and he's in the 
Trebrookin upper, and he didn't like it at all. Yeah. He's looking now to group with someone in, on uh, group four, sorry, BAM four, in the middle. So one of the first calls they gets first choice of, of BAM four, and it, it's terrible that you know you've got you've got people trying to you know jump queues beyond each other just because could we want a comparable view, and we yeah. we were promised originally we would get a comparable view, uh, and. Some people have said they have, to be fair, um, but a lot of people have said they haven't. And I think as it goes along and we get to band fours, it's going to get more and more unlikely to keep everybody happy, particularly band threes, who the majority, um, from from recollection, are all up in um, Bobby Moore Upper. Um, so if you're putting them lower, that's not a comparable view anyway. No. Well, I mean, one of the things they did try to tell us with the band threes is they're going up from, they've got about 4,000 band three now, and there's going to be something like 7,500 band three seats in the right. in the new so stadium. They, they are going to they're obviously going to try and upsell lots of people yes. on band four to band three we we already know that yeah so so the last question for you are you are you going to go back when when your band fours come up you're not this is not the end for you is it you you are going to remain you are going to come to olympic stadium are you and, and look to try and find a band four ticket well i think once we calm down and we kind of discuss the situation yeah we, we believe current blue like most of the uh our friends that go so yes we're going to go back but we're going to use the bonds john will book a bond seat holder so we're of opinion we're going to get in the front of the bond uh, of the bank force um which is a bit hypocritical from the complaining blah 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 <laughs> i know but at least we hope we can then choose our seat where we're going to be because it's not similar we can at least try and yeah get some saying where we will sit to watch the games Okay, well, we will send a recording to this to the club to give them right to reply to see see what they've got to say. And, and if we hear from them, we'll let you know and uh, obviously let our listeners know. One last question, the same as I asked Nigel. Upcoming game against Sunderland away. What's your view? Give you a super prediction, Neil. 3-0 West Ham. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing your story about the Olympic Stadium. Uh, hope to catch up with you very uh, soon. Cheers, no problem Neil. at all. Thanks, Sean. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. There he was. There was Neil. I haven't listened to it yet, so I can't really comment. I, I did uh, email the club with an unedited copy of that um, interview. Uh, granted, only three hours before we went live. Um, I can tell you now, I have received no reply from the club. <laughs> Probably because it's out of office hours and everyone's gone home. Yeah, I didn't email it till about <laughs> five o'clock, to be fair. So... Uh, they probably went home, yeah. Uh, and next up is the Huey interview, Sean, that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, so Hugh Southern, uh, obviously, of Clarence Hugh, uh, caught up with him um, and uh, as, as a late substitute off the bench uh, for Billy Bonds and uh, John Monker. Here's Huey. So we, sorry, do we just say, like, on these two interviews about what well, um, Nigel and oh, yeah, yeah. things? I did say I, I can't comment because I haven't listened to them. Yeah. So we, we, we should say, obviously... Those are two people that have had negative experiences. Lots of people clearly have been in there and done all right. Ninety-eight. Uh, I will say, just for a little bit of balance, ninety-eight yeah, percent of people who have been in have uh, bought a season ticket, so they are in the the two percent who haven't. Um, obviously, both of them are coming back again uh, in band four yeah. and, and plan to go along. So, yeah, for the for the balance. Uh, you know, it's not an experience. A lot of people have had a good experience at the Stratford Renovation Centre. Do you think they? Do you think they're just getting a little bit wary of it all now? No, just a bit I, tired I, of it all, and not really bothering so much because we're down the arse end of the group. Well, I think number one uh, with with Nigel, it was the end of band two. Okay, um, so I think you know, if you the end of a band, you're not going to have very much choice, and you're going to be quite cross. And I think 
with Neil, who was the, the beginning of band three. Um, now, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be as polite as I can, but obviously Neil was trying to game the system somewhat because obviously he had someone, a bond holder would allow him to be at the beginning. What the club seemed to have done is actually reserve a lot of seats so he couldn't game the system so much, and therefore he wasn't allowed to pick any seat he wanted in band three. Well, now, there's arguments to, uh, for and against that on whether that's a good thing or bad thing, but obviously, at the end of the day, he felt aggrieved. Uh, there's no excuse for no water. Obviously, they didn't build in toilets. It probably only had staff toilets. Um, you know, you've got to make of it what you work, will. And I know a lot of people who have been and have had a good experience. Well, I would say, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're going there to pick a seat, does it? it sounds like you're they going... They've picked you a seat already. To you're going, going there to get there what you're given, aren't you? Yeah. You're not really getting a choice of seat, are yeah. you? Yeah. But I think you will still be impressed with the seat we get for uh, Band 4. And as you said, my map, which uh, we put up in the Facebook group, is pretty accurate. So... You know, if you're band four, you want to look where you're, you're going to go. You're pleased with that, weren't you? You, <laughs> <kept> <laughs> you kept banging on about your map, did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Anyway, right. here's Hugh Southern. So yeah, everyone make up their own minds. Yeah. So here's Huey. Here's you. And we welcome uh, to more than just a podcast. He's been quite irregular. Um, it's Hugh Southern, and he is our Clarence Hugh interview of the week because <laughs> we've had a few scheduling issues today, haven't we, Hugh? We have, I'm afraid, Sean, yes. Yeah, it's my fault, Been leading a busy life, and, uh, you know, we'd, we'd lined up um, both Billy Bonds and John Monker, and through, uh, uh, what's the word, actions beyond their control, um, <laughs> we've not been able to get busy people, we've not been able to get hold of any of them on, on Monday, so I'm sure we're going to catch up with both of them very soon, but you've you've graciously agreed to come off the bench. Well, I'm afraid uh, that's probably the best place for me to stay, really, but... Uh, yeah, I haven't prepped. How many... How many I, ho I hope we can have a slightly more impressive performance in the five or ten minutes than uh, we get from one or two of ours who's at least remain nameless, Sean. Yeah, no, we've, we've done a really good uh, first three interviews with, with uh, Lee Roy Rossinier and Frank McAvenny and Tony Cotty, so I think, you know, the... The feedback's been really good. The numbers are up, Hugh. Great. And, um, and hopefully it's beneficial to both sites, both Claire and Hugh, and uh, more than just a podcast. So tonight, this is where the, the graph starts to fall a bit. This is, this is where it all goes down. Absolutely, yeah. So that, let's Come talk back, about... Come back, forgiven, yeah. Let's talk about Slavin Village, because we haven't spoken to you in, in a little while, uh, or certainly, I think, at the beginning of the season. Mm. Uh, none of this was expected. Um, we, we've had three great away wins. Um, we've had a few hiccups on, on the home. Um, could this be more than your wildest dreams, Huey, with, with Slaven? Oh, absolutely. I, I love Slaven. I think anybody who follows the site knows that, you know, he's heroic uh, in my terms. Um, but the start we've had away from home, well, I mean, nobody could have imagined it, could they? I mean, do you remember, Sean? I think we were singing bubbles on the end of the phone to each other in, in unison uh, to see out the match. We the have game, uh, weren't we? got very upset about that, actually, that uh, I, di I didn't do the same with him. So again? John got very upset oh, that I didn't John. bring him up. Oh, yeah. got a bit precious, did he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's come to your point. Um, 
Well, I, what I've loved about Swagen is not only what we've seen on the pitch, but the way he conducts himself off it. And I think we've had this conversation before, uh, privately. Um, he's a quality person, and he doesn't give out the normal football cliches, you know, uh, everything's great at the football club, and uh, we're showing great character. He's actually got something to say. Lovely expressions, like... Uh, we've got we've parked the bus, but we've left the handbrake off, and you know, start away from home is like walking into a room for the ghost. It's all great, original, nice stuff, you know. But obviously, it's what's happening on it that's so interesting. Um, and it's been great. I think it's been great. You know, it's not been the best of at the bowling uh, on occasions, but it, it's just a wonderful start. I mean, third, third behind the Uniteds. Come on, how can anybody complain, Sean? Now, it's been a topsy-turvy start to the, the Premier League and, and a lot of people have said it's become unpredictable. Mm. What can we... Let's, let's fast-forward to Christmas Day. Last Christmas Day, as you probably remember on Boxing Day or, or some of Boxing Day, we were fourth in the league. Mm. Um, you know, people were predicting great things, even in those days, I'm going to mention the name Sam Allardyce. Mm. Um, and we finished... Uh, I can't remember. Was it 12th or 13th? 13th. You know what? Mid- 13th yeah. Yeah, it was mid-table obscurity that I don't even remember. We need what, to avoid what? facts, you know, Sean. They, they do have a horrible habit of tripping us up. But I'm pretty certain let's, it was 13th. Right. So, 13th. Yeah. So, where can we be by Christmas Day this year, realistically? Well, I think you've got to have a little bit of a preface to that. I think what's going on is that I think David Sullivan made a hugely interesting point uh, in his From the Boardroom piece on the official site when he said, uh, didn't name Mark by name, um, but said that we're trying to play a new way. We're trying to bring the ball out from the back um, rather than hump it, he said, which, you know, you can interpret as you wish. But he went on to say it would mean we're creating nothing up the top. Um, so he then said, you know, effectively that, uh, had we not been playing it out in the way that Mark was trying to, the mistake may not have happened, um, uh, because we're learning a new way of playing. Some of us always believe that this is where West Ham should play, but we won't go there at the moment. If we can get it right at home and Slab can get them playing the football at home that he wants them to, I honestly believe that we're a top five or six club this year. Um, it's El Quick- so never alone Christmas, you're talking at the end of the season. I'm talking at the end of the season. Where we are at Christmas, I don't really mind, to be honest with you. I don't think we're likely to be out of the top seven or eight. I haven't looked at the fixtures. I don't know what the fixtures are beyond Sunderland. You know, I could think about it and work it out. But we, we, we played Liverpool away. We played Man City away. We played Arsenal away. I don't know what's coming up. I'd be very surprised, given the way we're playing at the moment, whether we'd be outside of the top eight by Christmas. I'd like to think that he would have developed the team, and that would actually surpass all my expectations. Um, If he would have finished fifth in the top five or six by the end of the season, I could see it happening quite easily. I think this man seriously knows what he's doing, and I think he's going to become, and I've seen enough of them, I think, one of the truly great West Ham managers. I do, honestly. Yeah. I do. Well, as, you, as you know, we've got Sunderland coming up away. Mm. We've then got Crystal Palace away. We've then got Chelsea at home. 
uh, towards the end of October. Then we've got Watford away. Oh, that's right. We've got Chelsea because we're giving a couple of tickets away to two lucky readers, aren't we? We are, yes. yes. Then in November, we've got Everton at home, yep. Spurs away at White Hart Lane, yep. um, and then West Brom at home. Right. Um, and then moving on to December, Manchester United at home. Easy. Uh, sorry, oh, 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 yeah, at home. Sorry, away. Sorry, away. Oh, it's away. And then we've got Stoke, Stoke that City That should be even home. more simple then, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're top of the league, remember. Swansea away, Villa uh, away. Uh, and, and finally, on the 28th of December, um, which will be after Christmas, of course, sorry, the last two, Villa away and uh, Southampton at home will be after Christmas Day. So that takes you up to Christmas Day. The last day, and the last game before Christmas Day is, is Swansea away. It's a pretty so mixed old bag then. Yeah. Top yeah, seven. No... Top seven by Christmas. I think you might be right. In top eight by Christmas, I don't believe we'll be top eight by the end of the season. Why? I think... The money comes into it, right? So it's a topsy-turvy start as we get new managers, new manager bounce, and we get different tactics. But really, the amount you spend on wages, not how much you spend on, on transfers, but the amount you spend with wages over the whole season kicks in. And, and we know from a turnover point of view, we're not even close. We're, we're about 10th. And that's... In, David Gold has said this quite well, a long time. And, and we will finish, you know, around 10th because that's where our turnover is. And um, I think to break into the top eight is, is hard enough. You know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but break into the top six. You do, I mean, you do know, don't you, Sean, that our pay ceiling is higher if we go for the right players than Tottenham's. Tottenham, I'm told by our leading agent, who will remain nameless, have a ceiling of £65,000. Oh, for the, yeah. But their, their wage cap from FFP... The financial I'm not play, sure about equating finance to... to, uh, to I think it's, it's a bit boring as well. I've got, a, I've got the view that, you know, if, if Slav develops this team, he's got the squad he wants. He's made that clear. He has got everybody in that he wanted. Now, I think it's likely, because the Davids have always had somebody in, or two or three in, maybe, in the winter, that we will see perhaps one or two more. I think there's the possibility that some may go out. Um, we've still got, I think there's still money there uh, from the Nolan departure, isn't there? Wages available there. Um, yeah, I think... I, I, I think this man's village. Uh, with the squad he's got, will be more than content. If they can add to it, fine. But we are pretty strong in virtually every position at the moment. I don't see any reason why we can't compete at the top. Not from the okay, way we've been playing, I just don't. I, I, I love your optimism, and I hope that... I hope it's not unfounded. I genuinely feel it. I'm not, I'm not talking for the punters. I'm not talking for anybody. I'm talking for myself. I genuinely think this man knows what he's doing. Well, I, I hope you're right. Let's talk about the old gaffer, because he's got his book coming out. Have you pre-ordered your, your have copy? <laughs> have you pre-ordered <laughs> Well, After Rise of the Craze, will you be giving away copies? Have you done oh, a I deal thought... with Allardyce's publishers to give away yeah, copies? I, 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 you, 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 put, you put a request out there. Put a request out there. See whether they would like Sam Allardyce's book uh, as a prize. Um, 
I, I, I should probably be reading it for professional purposes only, Sean. Um, yeah. I think it's bound to be fairly explosive, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's going to say something, and we will know soon what he's going to say about his time at West Ham and how ungrateful we were and everything else. But you know what? We've probably moved on, and, and maybe I shouldn't have even have mentioned it. You know what? So well, you, I, I'm glad you did, because I'll tell you what. Um, Diaz gets a lot of stick for apparently gobbing off and saying stuff that he shouldn't say. But you know what? Whatever Sam's got to say about anything, I don't think it's going to get much response, if any, from any of our people at all. Because thus far, whenever he's had something to say to his mates over on uh, in television, Andy Gray and Richard Keyes, um, or to the Mirror or elsewhere, everybody has remained absolutely stoically quiet. Have you noticed that? Nobody seems. Yeah, well, everybody they, is they moving on. Be careful what you wish for, haven't they? And even, uh, I mean, even Paul Merson's been predicting wins for West Ham. Uh, Mark Lawrison quite, can't quite bring in himself. Martin Keyes certainly can't. To uh, predict a win, but I think uh, some of the others, even Alan Shearer, said something as we said on the podcast last week. Said something nice about West Ham. Yeah, what was it he said? Uh, he said something along the lines of "Why didn't Sam. they get rid of Sam earlier uh, than this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tongue in cheek. Yeah. Anyway, let's ask you um, about the coming weekend yeah. uh, prediction. Uh, how do you think Village will set up against? Uh, Sunderland and, and what do you think the, the result will be? How do I think he'll set up? I, I mean, I think he'll probably set up the way he always has done away from home. Um, you see, I, I, there's always a danger, isn't there? Because before Chelsea went to uh, Newcastle at the weekend, we'd seen a very, very poor Newcastle at Upton Park. Um, we saw a completely different Newcastle for 70, 75 minutes up there uh, before Chelsea got back to two goals. There's all, at some point, and we've always got to be careful, at some point, a team is going to come good. Um, I, I'm always fearful where, wherever we go, they're going to come seriously good against us. But if I'm honest, the way we're playing away from home and the way he sets them up, Sons will make an awful lot of mistakes. I'd be surprised if we didn't come away with a one or two nil win. Quite honestly, Sean, I can't see us getting beat up there. You know. Yeah. Who, who goal scorers? Uh, goal scorers. Um, well, I love Sacco. Sacco's your man, and he. I mean, he's just brilliant. Sacco. Um, I've got a feeling that being from that neck of the woods, Andy might come on and. Uh, get himself a goal. I'm not sure whether there's a really long-term future for Andy Carroll at our place, but, yeah, I, I, I think he might come on and unsettle a poor old defence like that and perhaps get his first of the season. Great. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Hugh, and thanks for coming on as a late substitute. Uh, I know you weren't lamed on the squad sheet and it was it was a late addition. Oh, Hopefully we won't get into trouble about it, uh, not naming you on the squad. I just can't understand <laughs> it. I've got to say, Sean, it's an absolute delight talking to you this evening for about the 15th time today. It's been a real joy. <laughs> so if people haven't heard of Clarence Hugh, they can find you where, Hugh? info. Great columnist, great associate editor, Mr. Whetstone. Um, 
great pictures, great website, best in the land. We try and make it fun. We try and keep you informed. Come and join us. And see us on our Facebook forum as well, where you can talk about things in rather more than 140 characters. Excellent. And we'll be back with a proper <laughs> clarity interview <laughs> next week. Cheers, you. Talk to you later, mate. Tell her, mate. Bye. Bye. There you go. That was Hugh Southern. Thank you very much, Hugh. Cheers, Thank you for your time once again. Yeah. Uh, go if you go and read Clarence Hugh. It's excellent. Yeah. And we hope to normal service will be resumed <laughs> with some better scheduling, better technical things, and we will have a Clarence Hugh interview next week Ooh. with an ex-player. With an ex-player, yeah. Uh, more than just podcast fantasy league update. There's 201 of us playing. Wow. Rowan Verster is the early leader with 402 points. Well done, Rowan. George is 139th with 285. That's me. Sean is down to 145th, so I'm well ahead of you, Sean. No, you're not. You're two points I'm ahead of me. six places ahead of you. Yeah, but you're two points. And uh, only because you put Payet and Saka in. 285 points. And last is David Lloyd with the same team as last week. Dyslexia untied. Is, is that the same David <laughs> Lloyd who was the tennis player and owns, owns the, the gyms? gyms. I don't know. Is that you, David? Is that you, David? If so, do you want to sponsor our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were staying non-commercial. Uh, we, we were until we started doing some Working with Clarence Hugh. Yeah, Clarence yeah. Hugh's the most commercial. So it's the <laughs> most commercial. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, anyway, it's, right. time, it's time for this. Yes, it's time for Facebook Twitter question time. This is where we ask you, the listeners, to tweet or post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash more than just podcast. Podcast. Or tweet us at more at TGA podcast. Uh, I put on the group earlier, recording tonight at 7.30. We hope to bring you another of our Claret and Hugh interviews. Well, technically we did, but just not with a player. And insights from a couple of fans who visited the reservation centre and had a bad time, which you heard earlier. You did. Send in any questions, comments you want us to cover, and we'll read them out. Lewis John Aaron Trout says, I'm sure you will cover this, but why are we making so many mistakes at home with the hospital balls? Hospital balls? With hospital balls. I don't know if you meant to put that. Hospital passes, aren't they? That the opposition are latching on to. I still think the opposition are told to get at us early as the fans will turn on us if we go goal down. Great fight back, but we shouldn't be chasing the game at home. Uh, and then Sean, you replied saying, true, West Ham have made four unforced errors this season at home, the most in the Premier League, Cresswell 2, Jenkinson and Noble. And then Lewis replies saying, it's unfortunate the errors have led to goals, but if we carry on, the last season at Upton Park will be a farce. Well, I've, I've got this theory that we can't cope with this high-pressure game, high-energy game at the moment and I think that's borne out because we've played all the promoted teams who to be fair are not sitting back they're all going for it they chase everything down they're full of energy they've got a, a certain level about them of skill as well and we can't cope with that but when we played Newcastle who allow us to play we've done them so two, I two people on Periscope just said Noble's a weak link and Noble will be out when Alex Song's back do you agree? we discussed this on Saturday didn't we George? We did. I don't think he will be. I think he's the captain. 
I know, but they've said, and it's a good point, how, what will happen? Alex Song, they haven't signed Alex Song to sit on the bench, and Alex Song won't be happy to sit on the bench. I wouldn't Whether be he's surprised. captain or not, he's, he's not undroppable. I wouldn't be he's surprised. He's not Kevin Nolan. I wouldn't be surprised if he does get dropped out. Greg Milker says, I'm so thankful that we have Paye in the team. Every time he has possession in the final third, you really get that feeling that something fantastic can happen. It's great to watch West Ham football with that kind of excitement again. My, my microphone's coming out. I agree. Uh, and Andrew Quinn says, Hi from Kiwi Hammers. We appreciated the live feed from the Bobby Moore lower at the last game. Trevor Brookin lower. It brings it all back what it's like at Upton Park. So that's Andrew yeah, in New Yeah, that was our outside broadcast, I assume. Yes. Yeah. I think so, yes. Yeah. Or maybe you're periscoping. Were you periscoping that day? No, I think I so. it's probably yeah. the outside broadcast, which we will do uh, And he posted a nice little picture of him and his fellow Kiwi Hammers, which won't load because Facebook isn't working. Uh, who's next? Douglas Woodhurst says, I think Bilic got his tactics wrong on Saturday. Sitting back and conceding possession only made them play better. A fit Andy Carroll would be chasing the ball down up front and making a nuisance of himself and forcing errors. Midway through the first half, the tactics should have changed. Instead, Paye played brilliantly and created a goal out of nothing. And we reverted to this not pressing game, which invites pressure on pressure on ourselves. Late game saver from Kiyate, who has been outstanding. Agree with the criticism of Noble. He has stuff his game. Obiang looks the real deal. I mean, to be fair, Noble was doing well or has been doing well. I think he's been fine up until he's had a you know this game. I mean, he scored. Yeah. He was brilliant at Liverpool. Yeah, he was. I just. I, th I think it will all settle down soon. I think now we've got this little run of all these new teams and these chasey down teams out of the way. Yeah, I've just had two chase, questions chase come up down on Periscope. Teams. Number one, Chases why is Antonio teams. not getting any game time? Because Moses, Moses has well. played so well, you can't yeah. really kick him out. But and, the, and the second question is, were you worried when Andy Tar uh, Carroll got tackled on Saturday? Well, <laughs> I, I wasn't worried. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't worried, but we did, I did think that was did him think done already. Season over. Yeah, it did look, he did get out quite yeah. slowly. The person uh, says, and I can't quite read because I haven't got my glasses on. Even on as a top sub. of your head. <laughs> even as a sub, Antonio. But again, I guess it is, you know, you, we've got so much well, in the squad now. He, did, he, he took off. Um, we need to add Periscope to the jingle, by the way. Yeah. He took off uh, Moses and who did he bring on? I can't remember. Well, well, they're saying why Obiang and not Antonio. I think Obiang's played really well. Actually. There's different right. types of players as well. You've got to remember that. I I think he was trying to solidify it up. I think it was yeah, worried that we were going to concede more. Solidify rather than attack. Yeah, I think he was worried we were going to concede more. Yeah. To be honest. Fair Rog enough. Roger Ribeiro says, Hi, gents. Love the podcast as always. Keeps me occupied whilst driving around Western Australia. Yeah, right. We're global, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, it appears Bilic has more or less settled on his first 11. I get to see most of our league games over here. Haven't seen much of Antonio. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you are, right? He hasn't played much. Disappointed with the errors made to date, but on a whole happy with the season so far. Absolutely. Aaron Sean Watkins says, Hi, guys. Is it unfair for this constant criticism of Noble? I think it is a little. Well, uh, it's not that constant, though, is it? It's just the recent, as yeah. we just said. It's just, uh, just the general question of, you know, as the players are improving around him, will he raise his game or will he get superseded? Yeah. Uh, he it's said not his, be best, not his best of games, but he f appears to be the new fans' target this season. Should we be getting Kuyate and Seko new contracts sorted to ward off any January interest? I'd like to think the club have already got that under control, that sort of uh, stuff. And should Yelovich they're such good businessmen, aren't they, Sean? They are brilliant Should Yelovich come on instead of Carroll? 
It's a hard one. Uh, I would still say Carroll ahead of Jelovic. I would uh, fit Andy Carroll over Jelovic yeah. all day long, yes. Someone uh, asked on here, the by time. the way, um, said... On Periscope. Uh, yeah, DS talked about a new style of play. Will Andy Carroll fit in with it? Not, not convinced. on paper. Not convinced he will. Yeah. Not and, and someone commented, wouldn't it be just our luck that Sunderland get their first win of the season? I it would be. I said that at work today. So you, you, also <laughs> co- you also said on Saturday Good that point. Avocar will get sacked and Allardyce will be in and his first game will be against yeah. West Ham. At her says Carroll needs game time to get full fitness. He you does. Might be right. He always, he always takes a, a bit of a while to get up and running. He yeah. does. It takes anyone. Trust me. I've Even started, me. I've started playing football for the first time in about six years, and I'm only just getting up to match speed after four games. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're probably struggling. About, we're probably about done on uh, question time. <laughs> but we the problem about Periscope is it could go or coming, not. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, predictions for Sunderland away. Um, one, one nil West Ham. Two one West Ham. Be careful what you wish for. Um, one nil West Ham. Two one West Ham. What did you say? One nil West Ham. Oh, I can't go one nil then. I will go three one. West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. Cool. That's what we all wish for. Let's not be. Thank you for listening to Morning's podcast. Podcast. It's a long podcast. Oh, a few people are predicting a loss. By the way, on Periscope. Goodbye to Periscope. Yeah. Goodbye Periscope. Thanks for having us on. We'll be back next week on Periscope and live in the studio. Well, we, we started off with 26 live watching. We're down to eight live. Uh, that, that boring, eh? See you later, eight. See you later. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye. 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 Good Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.